make them pop. Big gun Brian Petrie giving out the lot. One is mortal, you know it won't miss. Gonna take a shot. Dog lot, that's the underdog. Yeah, they in the hunt. Send them home, that's KO or submission. Yeah, somebody done. Slime ball, yeah, that's the parlay. We gon' make it known. Pick em pie from MMA takes. Yeah, let's get it going. Yeah. Pick and pie, pick and pie, pick and pie. What's up? What's up? What's going on? So this is a pick and pie. I'm going to recap the entire birthday weekend in Nashville. Unbelievable. If you're here for a lot of fight talk, I mean, I'm going to recap the event. I'm going to recap Jake Paul, but I'm also going to be talking a lot about just a lot about a lot about, you know what I mean? And if you're one of those people who hit me up and go, hey, bro. You name drop a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Sounds like you're bragging. How's bragging camp going, right? This ain't the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm humble. I'm trying to be humble, but what a fucking weekend to be me. I mean, just, I mean, it's crazy that what, what happened to me, and we're, we're going to get into all that. But first and foremost, first things first, everyone that wished me a happy birthday overwhelming support couldn't get back to everybody john anik sent me a nice post jason ranick anik uh john's brother jason wrote a real nice twitter post everyone hit me up in the dms and in in, in in both platforms couldn't get back to everybody but thank you so much making an old man 37 year old old bp feel very special and uh you know obviously most of the people that wrote me have never met you know never met me they just see me via the screen or heard me via audio so it meant a lot for you guys to uh, reach out, and I'm going to probably try to get back into those those private messages after I, I, I upload this and, and, and try to um, and try to get back to everyone, or will get back to everyone for the birthday wishes because uh, I really generally appreciate it. Thank you very much. And then also, thank you so much to all the people who came up to me and took pictures with me on, on, on this weekend in Nashville. I mean, what is going on? What in the world? You know, I took... And listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I don't know. I took 15 pictures. Okay. You know what I mean? I count it, right? This is all new to me. I didn't think I'd be asking it my picture taken. I thought I'd be the one taking pictures. You know what I mean? Uh no, like listen, everyone that came out, uh, I was very overwhelmed by the support I got from you guys. Obviously, being on the Anaconforian podcast brings all this shine to me, and it's very humbling, it's very rewarding, and uh my wife getting to see that as well. She took a few of the photos. And uh, just seeing that, you know, old old uh, hubby, you know, we're trying out here. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make something of this and trying. And and I wouldn't be here, wouldn't be anything without the people who support me, without the people that came up to me. And uh, pretty fucking cool, man. Not going to lie. I think that's fucking cool. Um, and then uh, obviously an enormous shout out. We're going to get to her, but Heidi Dean. Um, making a fucking boys come true. I mean, if you see them right here, there's a U. There's some UFC glove, fight gloves over there. She gifted me those Saturday night. We got a, a UFC hat she gave me as well. Uh, I don't have much UFC gear, if I'm being honest with you. My my beautiful daughter is wearing the shirt. You know, my my six year old likes wearing real baggy shirts to go to sleep, so she's got the UFC shirt on right now. But incredible incredible i can't thank heidi dean enough she is incredible but man nash vegas huh so wife and i got in on uh friday i like 1 o'clock get in her hotel room virgin hotel gorgeous hotel room king bed shower killer uh just unbelievable like it was it was it was amazing and the first things first i had to get some hot chicken 
I said, listen, I've been watching enough videos, food videos to get some hot chicken. I got to go get some hot chicken, right? Hattie B's is the one I want to go to because I know there's Prince's, there's a bunch of other spots, but I, I zeroed in on Hattie B's. It was walking distance from her hotel. Didn't eat anything all morning. Didn't do any. It's a, it's about three and a half, four hour drive from Cincinnati to Nashville. So it's a really easy drive. And I didn't have any snacks on the car ride. Didn't snack up. You know, didn't get the bugles. Didn't get the checks mixed for the car ride. Nothing, right? Empty stomach. I want a Hattie B's on the empty stomach. We go there. Hour wait. We're outside. We're hot. Okay, I'm like, I got to wait. You know, I'm not a waiter. I'm, I, I'm impatient. But I waited. We got in. We ate in. And, uh. Uh, you know, it's just okay. You know what I mean? I hate to say it. It was just okay. First off, the chicken's good. I'm a chicken lover. That's my favorite kind of meat protein, right? I don't love red meat as much as I, mean, I like a burger, but that, that's a, kind of really it. I'm not a big pork guy. So chicken's my kind of jam. Chicken is my shit, right? I love chicken. And I was very excited to go to the, the hot chicken spot. My wife got the no heat. I got the heat. We got a bunch of different sides. Sides are trash. I'm sorry, right? The chicken's pretty good. The chicken itself, I would say maybe six and a half out of 10, if I'm being generous. Sides, two out of 10. Sides are trash. Fries, again, this is just your own personal taste, right? That big, chunky, curly fries. I like potato-y fries. These are just burnt. This is just burnt, Chris. Baked beans, love me some baked beans. They just threw a whole bunch of pork in there. It just tasted like one big pork chop. Wife got some kind of potato salad. They threw bacon, grease in that, or whatever the fuck tastes like. Everything tastes like pork, you know what I mean? But I'm rating it on the chicken sandwich, six and a half out of ten. Now, if you want to come to Cincinnati, an underrated city for food, I got a chicken spot that would knock your dick off. Guaranteed. You come here, right? We'll go hit this spot, right? And this chicken spot will knock your dick in the dirt, guaranteed. You know what I mean? We're underrated. There's a barbecue. I mean, I know we're known for our chili, Cincinnati chili. There's an Italian place, dick off. There's a fucking barbecue joint, dick off. The chicken place, we got, you know, I've never been out super far out west, but I mean, our tacos are pretty good. I'm sure the West Coast tacos blow blow our dick off. But listen, Cincinnati, underrated food, my guys. You know, hopefully the UFC comes here sooner than later. Um, that way I can and take my guys out and we can show them some uh, some love and show them some real good food. But yeah, National Chicken. Mm. You know, I posted that picture on Twitter. You know, your boy hanging out. Mid. It was all right. It was just okay. I'm sorry. It just was okay. Now defend your city a little bit or defend the hot chicken. I am a very picky eater. I don't have the best palate. I will admit that. I'm not a food critic. So again... I'm not going to say like my, you know, my review is end all be all because again, I don't have the best, most refined palate. I got trash palate. You know what I mean? I got a trash palate. It is what it is, but I uh, know it's cool. So for, and then after that, after the hot chicken, the mid hot chicken, we were going to go to the uh, weigh-ins, right? And I text Heidi Dean, the lovely, wonderful Heidi Dean. She goes, Hey, when you get to the weigh-ins, let me know. I got, I'll, I'll get some, uh, I'll get some good seats for you. Okay, cool. Uber out to the weigh-ins. We get in there and we just grab some seats. It's not super packed, but we grab some seats on the, uh, on like kind of the, it's all lower level, but just a random row. And I text her like, Hey, we're here, you know, take your time, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was happy with the seats we got that we were in. I mean, she didn't sign those. I just grabbed seats. It's just the weigh-ins, right? So we're sitting there and about two minutes comes out and she comes down. And I, I kind of put my hand up like, Hey, how's it going? And she's like, yeah, come down here. 
So I go, okay, Eric, she's waving us down. So we walk down. There's a security guard. You know, you walk down the steps. You can get on the floor. Whoa, whoa, hey, he's like, hey, man, don't come down here unless someone tells you to come down here. Like, snapped at me. I'm like, no, dude, like, Heidi, like, just waved me down. We'll wait for her to come to you. And, like, Heidi was, like, right behind him, and she shows him, like, ID and credentials or whatever. And he's, I don't know what he said to her, but she's just like, yeah, no, no, it's good. They're with me. Showed her, you know, her fucking, I mean, she, she's, she's the boss, right? So she's wearing whatever, and he's like, and he, and he goes, okay, I just was told I couldn't, blah, blah. So then we get past him, and he just looks at me. He's like, dude, I'm just doing my job. And I had no problem with that. I don't know why you're snapping at me a little bit there, guy. That's fine, but, like, yeah, doing your job. But, like, I, I didn't bum rush the stage. Like, I was walking slow, holding my wife's hand. This dude's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you come walking down here. Uh, but anyway, we got in. Heidi talked to another uh, woman there. I wish I would have got her name. She's very nice as well. They were trying to find us a seat. And lo and behold, you saw the Instagram, a fucking picture right up front. Front row seats, right? So wife and I sit down, we're like, holy shit, this is cool. I mean, it's the weigh-ins. I've only been to one weigh-in. Now it's the Cincinnati weigh-ins. Had all the UFC events I've ever been to, I didn't go to the weigh-ins. So I went to the Cincinnati weigh-ins. And uh, so this is cool. I'm front row here. Oh, fucking, this is this is cool, right? Getting a little VIP treatment. And then Heidi comes over, like, hey, come here. Like about a minute later after we sit down, we go in the back. We go behind the curtain, boys. Go behind the curtain, all the fighters <clears throat> on the left with their camp. They're sitting in, they're chilling out. They're waiting. They obviously, get the ceremony way, this is, they've already weighed in, so they're a little bit rehydrated. There's more of the ceremony way in, so they weren't grumpy, really cutting weight. They were just chilling out, waiting, waiting for the right time, you know, line up, blah, blah, blah. So we go back there. The cage is to my right. You got Sean Shelby back there. You got countless people, all the people I know back there. Heidi walks me to John. I see John, we bro hug up. I see Blau, you know, dap up Blau. I've never met Blau before we start talking. And uh, and then Jason comes over. We start chatting with Jason Anik or whatever. And uh, we got the picture that got posted. John posted it. Anik and Florian posted it on their podcast as well. And um, on, on their Instagram as well. Anik, Anik and Florian did, uh, if I said that right. So that was cool. We're back there for like 15, 20 minutes just kicking the shit. You know, Dana Bright walks in. He's a fucking foot from me. He's over there with his little entourage, you know, you know, it just was like, what is happening? This is crazy, right? I'm like backstage at the way and like hanging out with people just, you know, hanging out, you know what I mean? So then fighters are walking or lining up. So we, we got to go to our seats. Heidi rest, and as, uh, takes us to our seats. And as we walk by, it's the, I wish I could remember his name. I should have looked it up. Um, let me just look it up right now because... Oh man, I should know his name. Uh, oh, it's the interpreter, Portuguese UFC interpreter. Um, okay, perhaps the best Portuguese is this it? Yeah, perhaps the best Portuguese translator in the UFC. Chad translator, what's his name? Champion's name is Portuguese translator. Oh, here we go, Fabiano Buski. Fabiano Buski. There you go. Fabiano Buski. So Christian, God loves Christian. When I was in Vegas in January, he sent me a headshot of this guy. Or maybe not a headshot, a printed out picture of this guy. I was like, can you please get this guy's autograph? I love him. He speaks fluent Portuguese, Spanish, five, like five different languages. This guy's like a G. Good looking guy. Can you sign his autograph? He was actually supposed to uh, 
be translating that night of the UFC event I went to in December, but the the only Portuguese fighter on the card, I think, uh, Vincent Salvador, uh, got injured or his opponent got injured, so he's off. So I didn't see him. And walking out, he's like kind of leaning over the thing, texting on his phone, and Heidi like tickled him or whatever. And I was like, I gotta go say hi. I gotta go tell him that my guy loves him. So I walked up, I shook his hand, I was like, Hey man, big fan, you're excellent. Uh, a buddy of mine absolutely loves you. He wanted me to get you to sign something. I don't have it with me, but I want to tell you that you're fantastic. And he was like, oh, as long as Heidi has me back, you know. And then he's like, no, seriously, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Super nice guy. Good looking dude. So I had to get that in. Fabiano Buski for my guy, Christian. Didn't snap a picture, but my wife was there to confirm that I actually did say those things. Um, and obviously, I didn't have the headshot with me for him to sign it. I don't know if I would have ever got him to sign it. It would have been a little embarrassing. But anyway, we go. We sit front row weigh-ins. Everyone comes out to do the weigh-ins, everything like that. Unbelievable. Uh, bounce out. Go get dinner with the wife after that. And then I'm back at the hotel. And, you know, she's – my wife is such a animal. She's up all hours of the night working on her stuff, taking care of the kids. She averages probably like five hours of sleep a night. So we got back to the hotel after we ate. She was out. Like, I was watching the PFL. She was sleeping. She slept fucking almost 12, 13 hours going into Saturday, and she needed it. Like, I wasn't waking that woman up because she needed to sleep. I was very happy we got away for the weekend. She did get to sleep. But when I got back to the hotel, my wife and I were just, like, buzzing about going backstage and meeting people and, like, the fan in me. And, and I'm like, what is going on? And then a couple people at the weigh-ins recognized me, and we, we, we took some photos at the weigh-ins. And I mean, it was just like, this is, this is crazy life stuff, right? And then I get home, we're back to the hotel, wife's asleep, PFL's on, listen to my boy Kenny Flooring. And instead of being like, I was over the moon. The fanboy in me was over the moon about Friday. The fanboy in me was like, holy crap, that really happened, blah, blah, blah. But then like the 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 37-year-old man who wants to make this his career was like, you got the smallest taste of it. You were backstage at a UFC event. You're around people you look up to, right? This is what you want to do. You want to be back there at every event. You know what I mean? You want to be working towards that, right? And it just motivated me. I didn't go to bed. I mean, I went to bed happy. I went to bed excited, but I also stayed up and started looking at the RDA Luke card. This is Friday night. This is before I even placed my bets for Saturday, I think I placed a couple bets already for Saturday, but I'm already looking past the card. I was on RDA, RDA Luque for this weekend. I was on UFC 292. Like, I want to get my shit perfect. I want to have my breakdowns perfect on the Anakin Florian in here and see people. I'm working. I'm trying. This is what I want to do. You know what I mean? And I got, like, a small taste of it of, of you know, people coming up to me, which is crazy, and then being backstage at the UFC and being around John and Jason and Bilal and Heidi and the people that are at top of their game. And I'm like, that's where I want to be, right? It just lit a fire. I've always have a fire. I always try to deliver. I'm always motivated. But that was just like a little bit of an extra kick in the ass. And I was just like buzzing Friday night. It was like literally like I just had a shot of fucking adrenaline Friday night. Watching the PFL, just fucking watching tape on my phone and taking notes in the notes app about certain fights and what leans to do. And maybe, maybe say this in the breakdown. I rarely do notes. I kind of just keep it all up here, but man, just being around the talented people there and, and oh, it motivated me. That's what I want, man. That's what I want um, more than anything. Like, you know, and, and I got so, so many positive people in my life. I got the boys, Timbo and Christian. I got my buddy, Steve, who 
I've been friends with for 30 years. You know what I mean? He knows me better than anybody. Um, and, and he keeps it real with me a hundred percent. He, he, you know, I'm an honest guy. I like honest feedback. I don't need people to blow smoke up my ass. And he's the guy that kind of my life that does that. He'll call me on my shit. And he sent me a really nice message before I even left for Nashville, which, you know, we don't really do that with each other in our relationship, but like, I knew he meant it. It meant a lot to me. And the, the, the support of all the fans and then Jason and John and all these guys that really believe in me, man, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And then Cody and Kenny as well. And then Ray Longo and, and fucking Matt Favola's dad, like the coolest guy in the world. Again, told you I was going to be name dropping a lot after the weigh-ins, we run into Favola and he's got a line of people. And I walk up to him before that. Actually, he walked by me when we were getting our seats and I grabbed him and I hugged him and he was excited to see me and that, and his dad came over and we bro hugged as well and then after the weigh-ins is when we snapped some photos, Matt posted on, on Twitter, um, just assaulted the earth people. Again, I got Long Island blood. They're from Huntington. My mother was from Huntington Station, which I didn't know was a difference, which I'm embarrassed about. I'm a Cincinnati guy, but that's where my mother's from. Lived there until she was 16 and, and moved to Cincinnati, but I got the Long Island blood in me, and the frivolas are just first-class individuals, and uh, it was so dope meeting them and just talking to Matt and Matt being a fan of me. It's like, this is a 14th-ranked lightweight in the world knocking everybody out lately like you're a fan of me dude like I, I look up to you and it was just fucking cool man it was just really cool friday night was like a dream and it motivated me on just without doubt like i mean just crazy like i've never know i never thought i want to do anything else than this right this is what i want to do things didn't go my way i was gonna be a fighter that didn't happen put all my energy when i met my wife to get a house to have a kid to start a family did all that my passion and love came back for this but in a different role and now i'm here and and i got a little bit of success and a little bit of a, a, a taste of what i want and now it's like i just i just have to like go for it like i can't have any pit stops and if we do have pit stops it's fine i'm just willing to work and get there man that's you know i don't know if i'm putting it into the most intelligent words but unbelievable stuff right night saturday wife sleeps in I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. Podcast juice flowing in me. Wife sleeps in. We sleep until about noon, right? I was up at seven, went back to sleep at nine, woke up again at 10, went back to sleep, and then woke up at 12. The maid started coming in our room. We forgot to put the do not disturb sign on. Then we went up, got some breakfast, great bagel spot right down the street, hung out. Went to the arena about 3.30. That's where I saw a bunch of people at the arena coming up to me. We took a lot of photos, which was which was dope. Uh, a couple photos in the arena. Heidi and Jason came over. That's where Heidi gave me the gloves, the hat, the shirt. And it was kind of cool because I'm like sitting there like, you know, Heidi Heidi and Jason are so uh, supportive of me and, and, and what's going on. They're, and they look at my wife. They're like, you got to get used to Because we were telling them about like, you know, uh, a couple people wanting snapping pictures of me and stuff. And it's crazy. And I'm just like, wow, this is nuts. And this couple comes over and they were like very sheepish. And I just, I really thought they were, cause Jason looks exactly like John just with long hair. And I thought maybe they thought that was John. So they come over and like, can we get a picture with you? And I was like, with me? And they're like, yeah. And then they, Jason and, and Heidi both looked at my wife and was like, we told you. So like just the immense support, got a picture with that lovely couple, got a picture with a guy that was uh, two rows behind me as well. Met some great people. There's some people that live in Nashville that didn't get a chance to meet that have followed me on Twitter that are massively supportive. I'm sorry that I didn't get to meet you, but on fight night on when I go to an event, I don't move by the way, I get in my seat and I don't fucking move. I don't piss the entirety time I'm there. I don't shit 
the entire time I'm there. Wife got up, got a few drinks, got us some snacks, whatever. I don't move. I'm locked in. That's the God's honest truth. A couple people were like, hey, meet me over here. What section are you in? You could have came over to my section or whatever. I actually got really bad reception as well. It's live betting was very, very tough. But anyway, your boy doesn't move. I stayed planted in my seat. I didn't get up the entire time I was there. The only time to get up was so someone could walk past me. That was it. Um, but the fights were the fights. You know, I, I kind of shit on the crowd a little bit. We'll get into it. So, again, I, I made a joke that natural chicken hot chicken is mid, and I thought the crowd was mid. A lot of booze, a lot of junk people. Um, I can only speak for my section, section 107 is what I was in. Uh, and there were some people around me that absolutely sucked. I'm a people watcher. I got that from my mother. And, uh, yeah, and I said on the Anakin Florian today, there was a family that sat in front of me, and the one guy looks exactly like the dude who sang Over the Rainbow, the giant Hawaiian dude, right? And he was yelling the most obnoxious shit at these fighters, right? And his dad or mom or whoever is next to him cracking up. His, like, friend or brother cracking up at everything he's saying. I'm just like, I'm going to strangle this guy. There's a guy in front of him who's like a frat boy. When, like, music played, he stood up and would do, like, a funny dance. And he'd look at his buddy and they're all cracking up at him. I'm like, what? what is happening? Not only am I mad that you're, you're, you are at a UFC fight when you shouldn't be, but you're doing something that's not even funny and you're getting laughs. I'm more offended by you doing something funny. That's not getting, that's getting laughs. Who are your buddies laughing at this, right? Alcohol obviously has a has a, a, a reason why they're laughing. There's another guy to the front of my wife who's watching. He was zooming in on the ring card girls, taking photos of them. And Erica's like, my wife goes, what is he, was he saving that for later? Yeah, that guy's saving those to jerk off back at home. What are you zooming in on the ring card girl? Like, you ever heard of internet porn? Like, you don't need those pictures, bro. Like, what are you doing? Oh God, it was just there was just some some bad eggs, some bad eggs in the uh, in the old uh, my section, and they were bothering me. Obviously, the main event wasn't the most exciting, so the Bluebirds came out then. But also, like some fights, they they they, they unceremoniously booed as well. Which, again, I'm I'm a complete non-booer. You'll never hear me boo a fight, right? I'll never boo two fighters. Maybe I'll get on a ref. Maybe I mean I'll tell you if a fight's good or bad or whatever. I ain't gonna boo the athletes. I just won't do it. I'll, I'll boo the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, and Cleveland Browns any day of the week. I go Paul Brown Stadium for my Bengals. They're getting booed out the building. The refs, they make a bad call. They're getting booed out the building. But fighting isn't a game. These are two guys going in there, putting all the line. I'm not going to boo that, right? Boring, not boring, whatever. You're, not gonna, you're, you're just not going to hear me boo, ever. It's just not going to happen. I will never do it. Never, ever. Man. Taking big drinks tonight. I apologize. Anyway, let's get to the fights. Oh, one in three of my locks. Not great. Slime ball went down the tube. I gave a, <clears throat> excuse me. I gave the extra slime out for four legger. Uh, went two for two on that. Bazook lost and uh, Anastio Bohmandes dropped it. My dog lock was Gavin Tucker. That didn't last very long. Got his fucking arm taken home. And then Jake Hadley was my sent him home. Almost had it. Can't believe Durden survived that. My mortal lock five unit hit was on Tatiana Suarez. I also had her by submission at plus 225. I had a Zoo off by submission at plus 300, which was a nice hit against uh, against Ode Osborne. I had uh, Corey Sanhagen win by decision. Uh, the Green Hammer dead. Jacoby and Kennedy over two and a half. I thought was an absolute fucking lock. That dropped and failed miserably. I couldn't believe that. I was very confident in that pick as well. 
Um, and then who else I had? I had Kyler over and a half. I hit that. Kyler Phillips versus Honey Barcelos. I had that over two and a half. That was an easy hit as well. I had Jeremiah Wells money line for a good chunk of change. I did that live before the fight came out. Thought he was okay. I thought he was okay. I thought he thought he was okay too. He's a Henzo Gracie black belt and got choked out with that weird. I gotta have to rewatch that again. I thought he was safe. His arm was in there. Pretty crazy. I had Billy Q to win by decision. That was a low price, low low cost. I had Jack uh, Jake Hadley by submission and or KO. Missed on that, obviously. Bazooka I had by KO. Missed on that. And then we already hit Azu. So let's go fight the fight. Co main, main event, main event, main event. We'll go quickly. So Corey Sanhagen versus Rob Font. Not the fight everyone wanted. Not the fight everyone expected. They thought a little bit of scrapping would happen. A little bit of stand-up. Corey came in with an elbow injury. Rob Font uh, is a dangerous striker, so Corey decided to mix it up and wrestle. Seems like he put in a pretty good camp with grappling since he was going to go against, go against uh, Umar. Uh, his double legs are great. Very little resistance from Rob Font on the double legs. His heavy pressure on top looked great. His striking looked pretty good, considering he blew his tricep in the first round with an elbow injury. Uh, pretty nuts. I mean, I've seen the I've seen the video online of of him showing his arm. That's crazy. That's just that's just insane toughness right there. I know, guys, I know I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the best fight in the world. It was not a great fight. I get it. It was, you know, I appreciate it to a level where I'm like, okay, the next time I cap Corey Sanhagen now, I'm going to add into my brain that this guy can wrestle now, right? Because that was a big knock on him. His offensive wrestling, his top control looked fucking great. You know what I mean? He's already striking dynamic. Now he's adding a more wrinkle to his game. I like that, especially at 135, where you got some killer grapplers. You got Marab, you got Aljo, if he's six round, you got Umar. So that's a nice little fucking wrinkle to have when you future cap him. I get it. Not the most exciting fight in the world. Technical. Corey got it done. Won every single minute of every single round. Ralph Font didn't look so great off his back. Took the fight on short notice. 140 pound catch weight. Obviously, Rob probably thought they were going to stand up a little bit and and uh, cardio's or both these guys checked out. But yeah, it just was one of those fights that just wasn't. Wasn't action-packed, you know, with a fighter getting injured and the styles make fights, and Corey decided to take it where he had to take it to get the dub. He's right there at the title, so I understand it. A lot of boos. And then uh, I thought Jason Herzog did a great job. Corey was working enough to to not get stood up. I know some refs like Dan Margulaga, old Dex, Dexting Dan, you know, that different shade of, I mean, the shiniest head I've ever seen in a man. He would have probably stood it up. Mark Smith maybe would have been in there and standing it up. Um, that Russian referee who wants people to die, who I don't think refs you have seen anymore, definitely would have stood it up. But I thought Corey did enough. I mean, listen, I thought he was doing enough on top. He was trying to pass guard. That's part of MMA. The grappling is part of MMA. It was high level. Um, it was, it was. Um, you know, obviously you want you you want to see finishes. You want to see knockouts. But we got that in the first uh, the two fights prior to this. The main event obviously did fall flat. I ain't gonna sit there and tell you it didn't. But you know, Corey needed to get that win. And again. For future Corey fights now, my brain's telling me guy can grapple a little bit. As far as Rob Fun, I think this was a win-win situation for him. Was going to fight Boston. Song Yudong apparently got hurt anyway, so now he gets to go to Boston, be a spectator there. The, the, the city's not going to boom after this performance. He just got wrestled. You know, you didn't really lose. He lost the fight, but he didn't really lose it. He didn't get pieced up. He didn't get knocked around. He didn't get cut or anything. So, um, yeah, this is this is just a Rob Font. Get back to the drawing board. Get a little better. Get a big fight now uh, next. You're probably not going to main event, but you're going to have a name next. And, uh, you know, obviously you got to deliver on that. Co-main event, Tatiana Swords versus Jessica Andrade. Whoop. My mortal lock, 
Tatiana Suarez versus Jessica Andrade. A guy sat behind me, this whole crew of dudes, right? That I never turned around and got to look at them. I'm assuming they all were wearing the same button down, like different shades of blue stripes or whatever, maybe flannels. And maybe one of them had like a backward or a visor on or something like that. That's what these bros kind of seem like to me. And uh, they just the whole time on the main car, they just kept talking about when can we leave to go watch Jake Paul? When can we leave to go watch Jake Paul? And I'm just like, Jesus, fucking just go already, right? So the guy, two fights before that, they all were gambling, right? They're all talking about their bets or whatever. And the guy before that that sat right behind me, he goes, yeah, I don't really know much about MMA. Our buddy Vic does. But, you know, I'm just firing. I just, you know, I'm just going to see who wins, right? So this guy admittedly says, hey, I don't know anything about MMA. Then this fight is about to happen, and he looks over at his guys, and he goes, hey, bros, take Andreas. Okay, can't even pronounce the name right. Andrage. Take Andreas. And the guy is like, really? She's a pretty, trust me, bro. I got a feeling. Andreas. And listen, I mean, I'm wrong all the time, so whatever. What are you going to do? But it's like, God, I'm just sitting there like, buddy, come on. And the sword is absolutely dominant. It looks fantastic. I loved her having to make adjustments on the fly. We haven't really seen that in a while. Um, she's at the white weight, weight class at 115. I saw her way in. She's not the biggest. She's long. She does have long limbs, but in person, she's not the biggest female in the world. Probably pretty big for 115. Um, because those those females are very small, but um, she looked fantastic, right? She went from uh, three different takedowns, body lock couldn't get it, then went for a double single, hips too strong by Andrade, and then an ankle pick to get it around. Did that in the second round, and then got the choke, and that was it. Uh, I've everyone. This is again. I said this today. This isn't a hot take. I'm not sitting here going. I got a hot take for you. And I'm gonna put this on Twitter, and everyone's gonna be like, "Whoa, this guy!" You know what I mean? Because there are guys out there that do that. She should have been fighting for the title and or had a belt already if it wasn't for the injuries. She's that good. She's only 11-0. There are still some things that you want to see maybe from her, like stand-up. If she gets in someone uh, in, a fight, uh, in a fight where she can't get someone down, where's a stand-up at? I get it. It's all working in progress. But this girl has a clear path to the title. Do you think they're going to run one more with her? Because she did come back from injury. There's a second fight back from injury before she gets Wei Lee. Right, you know, if Wei Lee wins her next fight, or are they gonna wait? Because John, spoiler alert, said today on the Anchor Forum, he thinks she could be a three way champion. He thinks, you know, he she already has a win over Alexa Grasso. That was at one fifteen. If she gets the one fifteen pound title against Wei Lee or or whoever holds the pound, uh, title at the time, pops up to twenty five, either rematches Grasso, takes on Chepchenko, who she's never fought, and then possibly even one thirty five because it's kind of wide open. So. Sky's the limit for Tatiana Square. She looked amazing. Um, very happy with that that mortal lock and five unit whack. And again, you know, are you surprised? Because I know chicks. I know chicks, boys. Five unit, bang, bang, bang. And I hit her on the submission pop at uh, plus 225. Oh, what I didn't hit, though, was Green Hammer. Failed again. 11-9-1 in the year. Um, Dustin Jacoby versus Kennedy, I thought for sure. Was good to go over two and a half. I thought this was a decision. Close stand-up battle. Kennedy came out aggressive, laying us some good strikes. But again, you know, he is a slow starter and he wanted to get out a little faster. Kind of plagued him because he came out a little too fast and literally walked right into a right hand. It wasn't the hardest right hand in the world. Just Kennedy walked into it. Their big boys got dropped. Thought the stoppage was a little early. Kennedy's been hurt before. You know, I would like to see him work a little bit. I'm not gonna write home and cry about it or whatever. 
little early in my book. Either way, that was a huge fight, huge swing fight for 205. 205 is wide open. Jacoby had the crowd in the palm of his hand, energetic, big win for him. He's saying, I had a couple losses. I've been fighting behind me. I want to fight in front of me now. I liked it. I liked the post fight. I liked, you know, what we're going to see moving forward because 205, like I said, is wide the fuck open. Jacoby, good striker. Um, and it's good to see him get a finish out there. And he cashes an underdog as well. I had him small money line, baby, baby bet money line. But really, I put too much in the green hammer over two and a half <laughs> down, down the tubes. Yeah, Gavin Tucker versus Diego Lopez. Oh, Patrick Swayze. No one told me Diego Lopez looks exactly like Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze is my favorite actor. Roadhouse is my favorite movie. At the weigh-ins, my wife, he comes out. He's got the cutie boy hair, right? He's got the hair. He's pumping out. Let's go, right? My wife goes, this guy looks like Patrick Swayze. I'm like, no, no. And, you know, front row weigh-ins, whatever. I'm like, oh, my God, he looks exactly like Patrick Swayze. Looks exactly like Patrick Swayze. And I picked against him. I kind of said I don't think he's him. And he goes out there and do, does what he does. I mean, his, his two fights in the UFC, one of the contenders lost to Joanna to Sumberto, who's knocking everyone out. Lost to Mozart Vivlov on short notice, who's a stud who no one wants to fight. Goes out here against Gavin Tucker, who's a veteran, probably a black butt on the ground, has good ground, uh, a good ground game. Goes out there, kind of flying triangles him, really. Went for single, jumped to a flying triangle, kept him in there, kept him in his spider web, then took an arm, probably broke the arm or at least hurt the elbow, um, this Lopez guy, confident, wants to fight a lot, good-looking kid, got the hair, got the Swayze look. I'm in now, right? I'm in. I've, I'm, I'm in. Okay, that's I'm in. I, I, I'm, I'm buying it. In shape, right? Fast, tough. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm late on the train. All those people that have been on the train, they've taken off. That's fine. I'm not gonna hop on that. I'm gonna be at the very end, of the caboose. Where I belong, because I didn't, I misread them. I wasn't on them from the get go, and I deserve that. But a lot of the reason I'm on him is he looks like Patrick Swayze. He's also a very good fighter. All right, uh, Tanner Bozier versus Alexa Kamur. Pretty good fight. Kamur, tough dude. Bozier uh, kind of slowed down that third round and, and kind of just held on. Kamur, Kamur, whatever, L-H-I-O, baby. Um, you know, he looked pretty good. I thought he would look a little worse. Christian texted me and said, my absolute lock of the night is Alexa Kamur. Better, faster, stronger, athletic than Tanner. Tanner's the least athletic guy in the 205-pound division. Bold take, hot take. Um, Bowser obviously didn't have to win, but Kamur showed, uh, you know, like it wasn't like a super one-sided fight. You know, Tanner has no power, pillow hands, even at 205. So uh, there are some moments you could have probably put out Cameron, especially in the third round when Cameron dropped his hands and was just taking shots. Speaking about someone, he looks like Jim from fucking American Pie, a.k.a. Jason Biggs. That's who Cameron looks like. We had Swayze. We had fucking Jim from American Pie in this card. Uh, and I feel Bohemondes was Ludo Klein. I even fucking said it on my breakdown, baby. <sighs> I was on the wrong side of this. I threw him in my parlay. I was very confident in Nathiel, but... Uh, yeah, Ludovic Klein put on his wrestling shoes. Anasio was not expecting that. Threw off his striking game. He's very hesitant. It was a great game plan by Ludovic Klein. Cardio on point. Looked to be in great shape. Uh, his stand-up, obviously, is, is pretty decent. His hands look better than what they had in the past. And uh, he looked good out there, right? And he threw Anasio off with those takedowns. Anasio had some good takedown offense coming into this and just didn't stuff any one of these. Great timing on these. And just, like I said, 
You get in a rhythm with that and in an osteo second guessing a punch, a throw, everything, waiting to counter, you're waiting to counter, you're gonna get double legged. Impressive performance by uh, Ludovic Klein. Again, Nasso, young guy. I do like the camp. I do like the direction he's headed. Um, needs to get sure of himself a little more in the takedown offense. Obviously, the guard needs work as well, but he's a striker at heart. So get the takedown offense tight first. Work your way to the feet second. And obviously, you just keep crisping up that striking because you got thrown off by a guy who was mixing and wrestling. You know, maybe mixing the knee, a kick, or something like that. There's some things again. Everything's a learning lesson for Anasio, but yeah, that was a that was a swing and a miss on on my part. Kyler Phillips, Kylie Cool Kyler, guy just banging chicks all the time, right? Uh, against Honey Barcelos, good performance by Kyler, but we're looking for breakout performances for him at this point. I think, right? You know, the, my group chat with my fellas, with uh, Timbo and Christian, they're very underwhelmed by Kyler Phillips. I thought he looked good in the first round. I thought the second round he looked okay, but you could tell he's he was ready to take the foot off the gas. Third round, he took the foot off the gas. I mean, I'm not saying he could have finished Hani because Hani's tough, durable, whatever. But you, we need a three complete round fight for Kyler. He's been off for a little bit, so maybe I'll cut him some slack. Good win for Kyler. Obviously, good grappling. He's kind of the 12 package. He's got striking. He's got grappling. He's got submission. Cardio, question mark. Toughness, a question mark, in my opinion. Um, uh, but we'll see what he goes for. I think it's a good win for him. Jeremiah Wells. Goddamn. Carlson Harris. Carlson Harris. Said, I land this choke on everybody. It was a weird choke where Wells thought he was safe. I thought he was safe, and he's fucking snoring. Next thing, you know, next thing later, he's snoring. Jeremiah is explosive. He looks good. He's 36 years old. He's out there looking explosive, dominating Harris for two rounds, and then got lazy, got caught. And I don't know if he got lazy, got caught. Well, well he got caught. I don't know if he got lazy. He got caught in something that he was thought he was safe in. And Carlson Harris says, I hit this on a lot of people. He's got those long arms. He's got that squeeze, and that's what it is. I love MMA. You know, I lost money on that, so that kind of sucked. But I do love the MMA aspect of this. A guy down two rounds, doesn't look like you have a shot in the world, and he lands this, never gave up on himself, and, and just was like, I'm hitting this. Because there was moments in the fight where Wells had some opportunities to maybe finish Carlson, and Carlson could have rolled over and quit. Go, ah, oh, this guy's a better man. Let me get paid. Let me get out of here. Never once did that. Never once thought that. Came back and won. Dope performance. I love it. Uh, Billy Q versus Damon Jackson. A lot of people thought of the fight of the night. It was up there, yeah. Um, Billy Q, this is this is just in his DNA to go three hard rounds, right? Um, Damon Jackson was laying a lot of shots on Billy, looking slow in person, and, and that's the one thing Billy, I think, needs to clean up moving forward. I love the pressure. I love the pace. I love... You wanting to exert the energy. You're mixing wrestling in there as well. Him and Damon had some great grappling exchanges. That's going to wear on Damon. Damon is not known to go a hard three. He'll be in there. He's got heart. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a guy that's willing to die in there for sure. But third round, he slows down for sure. And he did. And Billy kind of took over. But even when Damon was slowed down and gas or whatever you want to say, he still was landing shots on Billy Q. And I don't love that. Um, I think Billy Q needs to tighten that up a little bit. I love the grinding performance by him. This was a great performance, comeback performance. Or he was he was winning the whole fight. I mean, comeback from the Edson fight performance. But I just I just want to see a little more maybe defensive prowess, maybe not get hit so much in that third round uh, when a guy's completely gassed, throwing fucking just you know slow ones at you, you know. Um, but that's Billy Q style, man. That's how he does. He breaks guys down, and uh, this is just a typical. 
Billy Q fight, hit him by decision, um, and uh, that was probably the easiest bet of the night right there. I mean, Billy Q by decision, that, that's a no-brainer. Uh, Jake Hadley versus Cody Durden. This might have been fight of the night for me. I thought this was dope. Hadley fucking had him in an armbar, had him in a reverse triangle kind, I guess you can say. Uh, thought the armbar was in tight. Cody's not tapping. The crowd loved Cody. He's from Georgia, stayed over. Um, and he had the crowd in the palm of his hands. He comes out in that third round and just absolutely does what he does. And, uh, you know, Hadley had a huge cut on his head. Apparently had a bad weight cut as well. Entertaining fight from the get out. Cody, uh, you know, I thought the stand up was going to be in Hadley's favor and, in, in, you know, Hadley's body work. There was none of that. Cody obviously got hit with some shots, but look on the feet, look on the ground. But that arm bar, man, that was deep. I was calling and I was fucking cashing my money. Uh, that didn't happen. Cody's a tough dude, pulled it out. A little bit of a shit talk right 125, so it could get interesting watching him go. He's got that style that can frustrate people, so it'd be interesting to see what uh what uh what else lies from at 125. Likes to yap, yap, yap a little bit with 125ers. We don't have a ton of that. And uh, the fact that he is a frustrating fighter with with you know the grappling and everything like that. Very interesting. Sean Woodson versus my guy Dennis Bazook. Whoa! Longo's guy, Dennis Bazook, cut 24 pounds in three days, missed weight by 0.5 pounds. Young kid, wanted to be in the UFC more than anything. Dangerous cut, went out there, gave it his all, uh, fell short against Woodson. I thought there were some things in a rematch I think Bazook could win on a full camp. Uh, Woodson's a hard guy to prepare against, the tallest guy in the division. On short notice with the weight cut, Woodson is getting better as well. You know, the kicks from the outside, the, the front kicks to the gut were obviously a problem. His grappling surprised Bazook a little bit. But when Bazook let his hands go and he, and he created that distance that he needed, he looked good. But he just, did, just didn't have enough in the tank because, you know, he cut 24 pounds in three fucking days. You know what I mean? That's, you know, that's not his fault. He took the fight on three days. No, he cut 24 pounds. You know, what are you going to do? That's going to kill anybody no matter how old you are. Um, but I like Bazook going forward. He's one of those long-go guys that I think is going to creep up on you and, and be a sneaky hard fight for anyone because he's he's gonna have cardio he has good stand-up he's got good finishing ability he's with a great camp he's only young so he's gonna get better he's got his feet wet in ufc on three days notice give him a full camp and uh, i i think we're gonna see a different guy in dennis bazook i think you know plus 150 is what he was i got him on this fight he was a slime ball candidate as well i really did like the matchup with woodson uh the weight cut scared me because i obviously picked it before the weight cut bet was placed i'm not gonna change my pick Based on that, um, I thought Bazooka still get it done. He did land some big right hands in, in Sean Woodson's chin. A uh, lot better than advertised because I kind of mentioned his chin might have been gone, and I was wrong. Uh, Ode Osborne versus Zoo Alamabov. Uh, Alamabov looked pretty good. Took Odie down, got a neck, got a choke. What are you going to do? Uh, plus 300 on that. And that is Nashville, baby. Woo! Great weekend. Great seeing everybody. Uh, motivational weekend for me on a personal note. Uh, enjoyed spending time with my wife. Her and I uh, never get away from the kids. Um, so that was nice. We missed our kids dearly because uh, we're a bunch of softies. But uh, they were in good hands with the in-laws. And, uh, again, seeing seeing faces I haven't seen. You know, I've only met John twice before. This will be the third time I met John. Didn't get to meet Ray. Wanted to. Uh, didn't happen. And then, uh, you know, and then just meeting all the people I met. It's just, it's just wild. And, uh being treated, you know, kind of like a very small celebrity 
uh, by some people was was mind blowing to me. You know, that's just that's just crazy. But that's the power of Nina Conforian. And I don't know if I talked about this last time in the podcast, but the podcast got fucking nominated. Fires only. Go to firesonly.com and there's a selection for the World MMA Awards. The only award show for MMAs, I think. I know the ESPYs give out Fighter of the Year, but you know, Annex nominated for what is he? Personality of the Year, maybe? Annex nominated. Ray Longo's nominated for coach. Kenny Longo. Kenny Longo. Longo's nominated for coach. Kenny Florian's nominated for Annex of the Year. Our show is against the MMA Hour. Against Morning Combat, UFC Embedded, and Dana White's Contender Series. Stiff competition, but the Anna Kalfornian is there. First year we've ever been nominated. My first four year on the show, we get nominated. Is that a coincidence? Nah, I'm just joking. I, I have the very small part on that. That's just a joke I've been doing. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, I know John's excited because... He works his ass off. Cody works his ass off. These guys put in a lot of time and and, and have, have made the deals behind the scenes as well as Jason Anik, who does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Obviously, Kenny and Ray. Um, so just being a small part of the show is unbelievable. Being nominated, it's great. If we win, even better. John, Cody, Kenny, you know, they deserve that. They've been doing this show for nine years. The low engine that could, what John calls it, haven't really got the recognition that they deserve. And now this was like a big breakout year. We moved the DraftKings. We're getting new fans. And uh, it's only up, up, up in here for the podcast, I can assure you. And again, me being a small part of it is just, I mean, it's it's a dream come true. Because even before that, that was my favorite podcast. I was there day one. Uh, so unbelievable, just unbelievable weekend. I'm just, I'm grateful right now. You know, I had to work today cause I had Friday off. So I made a little deal with my boss. I worked today. I worked Friday as well, but the rest of the week, your boy's off. Pickham's going to be out. I'm going to record tomorrow, Wednesday. I hate recording on Tuesday cause I don't have my full props, but my wife works Wednesday. So I don't know what's going to happen. The Anakin Florian Pickham with Kenny is going to be out later this week as well because uh, Kenny's traveling. He's got a bunch of shit going on. He was a busy guy. So I think we're going to record on Thursday. Uh, hopefully get that out Thursday night, maybe Friday night. And then we'll have full picks for RDA versus Vincente Luque this weekend. And then obviously UFC 292 uh, in Boston the following weekend. Yeah, let's go. Let's fucking go, baby. Again, enormous thank you to everybody this weekend. You made uh, You made an old man feel pretty good. All right. Up, up, and up here, baby. We ain't stopping. We ain't stopping. Let's make some mix with our man Brian Petrie. Perfect week for Brian Petrie yet again. Let's make some mix with our man Brian Petrie.